got one part of the strategy gone. Development, it's all we envelop in telephone, a wealth of intelligence. Unless you're selfishly embellishing all of the championships, basking it in, let's study in the conferences. Pac 12 and big, 12 and the 10, SEC, ACC, win, 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 win. All right, woo wee, yes, it's time for the combine, baby. I'd like to welcome everybody, Debbie Owners Manual. This is episode 12. We're your source of knowledge for Debbie strategy, Debbie players, and the fantasy football landscape this week. We're not going to be talking much, Debbie. We're going to be talking about the combine. We're mere, actually, the combine has already started, but I feel like it's just the weigh ins and everything. So the fun really starts the next couple of days. Me and Andrew are going to be down in Indianapolis Saturday to watch the quarterbacks and wide receivers and tight ends and also the stake to football party. Before we get started with our combine preview, I want to send a special thank you out to Chris Allen at Chris Allen FFWX on Twitter and Adam Wildy at AP Wildy on Twitter of the Dynasty Owners Manual, which you can find them on Twitter at Dynasty Manual. Thank you them very much for having us on their podcast network. This week we have a special guest, but before we get to him, I'd like to introduce my co-host, Andrew. How you doing, man? I'm doing good, Dwight. I'm really excited for the weekend. I thought today was Friday when I was leaving for work because my one neighbor who's always gone was still there. I was like, why is he still there on a Friday? And then my wife's like, it's Wednesday. I was like, God damn it. So now I'm, I'm getting pretty antsy myself. One person who won't be an indie, unfortunately, but I did get the pleasure of meeting him. And now he's going to be on the show today is Tyler Browning. Uh, he's based out of Texas, writes for Blue Chip Scouting. And well, Tyler, I'll let you introduce the rest of your stuff there. So how are you doing? I'm doing good, man. I appreciate both y'all having me on. Appreciate the opportunity. Yeah, so I'm based here in Dallas, Texas. Met Andrew down when we were in Mobile, Alabama. Technically, currently a free agent, but any work I uh, post, you can or write that you you can find that on Blue Chip Scouting. Also, starting a podcast here myself. Hopefully, be released by the end of the week. You can find that on Apple and Spotify, and it's called Draft Time. Can't wait to hear that, man. Any anything related about the draft and anything. Yeah, it's a, it's a fun business to be in, man. Love talking about the draft, and that's what we're going to be talking about tonight, man, the combine and draft. So we're going to quick do a couple news news and notes. Uh, not a whole lot big on the news and notes this week other than the combine. There's one piece of non-combine related news. Today, Alex Hornibrook from Wisconsin actually put his name in the transfer portal. He was supposed to be the starter there at Wisconsin, which kind of surprised the heck out of everybody, I think. Yeah, it's a little late in the game, I think, to be doing a transfer week. I mean, but spring games haven't started yet, so I guess if there's still time to learn a playbook and make an impact on a program, there's a little bit of time left, but not a whole lot of time. I'm interested to see where he goes, though. Right, I don't think he was like a, you know, obviously a high-level prospect. I don't even think I have him on my radar as somebody who's going to make it in the NFL. It's just kind of surprising because he was going to be the starter of a, you know, a very good team, so... Kind of, kind of shocking, but news related to the Combine. There are players that were not invited to perform at the Combine, but they're actually – then the NCAA reached out and invited them to come and interview and have their medicals. Uh, three players that fell under this are Jalen Ferguson, who's an edge rusher from Louisiana Tech, Preston Williams, wide receiver from Colorado State, and then Jeffrey Simmons, I, from an edge rusher from Mississippi State also. Those are three very polarizing prospects. Some guys really love them. I mean, they're all immensely talented, but a lot of off-field issues. So, Yeah, NFL said they couldn't come, and then they decided to change their mind yeah. a little bit later. Matt's been going on about it for weeks. It's the NFL doesn't want to have these guys with their record talked about by Rich Eyes and everybody in the booth because the NFL wants to keep their image up. 
I mean, from what I understand with the Jalen Ferguson incident, it's the least severe of the three there. The other two were a little bit more concerning considering the situations, but Jeffrey Simmons, everything I've read and heard is he's completely better now. But I mean, Tyler Cowboys might benefit from Jeffrey Simmons, maybe falling. I don't think he'll fall to 58, but maybe oh, far man. enough that they could trade up. I would absolutely love it if he was on the Cowboys. The only tricky situation we're in this year, since we traded our first round for Amari Cooper, it's going to be hard to push the fact that our what would be our first pick in the draft this year wouldn't play at all for the first season with Jeffrey Simmons' ACL injury. But, man, I mean, he could come back and dominate like Jalen Smith has. For sure. Right. Yeah. Oh, him him next to Demarcus Lawrence, assuming the Cowboys keep Demarcus, which I fully expect them to. Oh, they have to. That would be nasty. And then we, we had on the notes, I ended up taking it off, but, you know, the fact that with the other trouble, the other guy, the other linemen are with Irving possibly being suspended and then also drawing a blank on the other guy. Yeah, Randy, Randy Gregory. Gregory. Yeah, Randy Gregory. And what we're forgetting suspended. at this point. So, yeah. yeah. Irving wasn't surprising at all. Um, a lot of that reports have been going around for a while with Dallas media. But the Gregory one caught me a little off guard. The Cowboys have always said, like, he's never going to be fully out of the woods. But I didn't think he would. it would be this sudden. Right, and to face that indefinite ban too, it's yeah, it's, it's not good. Doesn't look good for him. Josh Gordon, Justin Blackman territory. Right. Oh yeah, yeah. definitely. Basically, career purgatory when you fall into that. Yeah. Then um, a couple other names, a couple guys that were injured going into the combine uh, this week. I mean, obviously, we know about Marquise Brown with the Liz Frank injury, so he's not going to participate in drills. And then it looks like Josh Jacobs also might miss some drills. I think he has a groin injury, I believe. Sound right? Yeah, something where it's just soft tissue issue, but nothing too concerning. But either way, it'll hold him out, and I don't think it'll affect his draft stock any. But you know. no, I think I think Jacobs will be fine. I think people wanted to see how fast Brown could be, but Jacobs, I think he's going to be fine. If anyone falls on those two, I think it could be Brown, but I still think people are high enough on Brown that they'll be okay. Right? Yeah, I think I've heard a lot of the. The talk is you you know he's fast you know what he can do so he wasn't going to prove much at the combine honestly so so after that that's pretty much the news news of the week we're going to go ahead and get into the preview session we're just going to kind of you know we we've all looked at the list of people um you know if you guys have listened to podcasts this week like every podcast is talking about this up and down we're just going to go through you know real quick and kind of see a couple guys we really like who are expecting to dominate who do we think their stock will fall things like that um I've heard this mentioned several times, and it's really good advice going into the combine. If you're scouting Debbie players and you know college players, don't double count the combine. You know, if someone murders the combine and they were great in college, don't that shouldn't affect their stock that much. You know, don't give them double credit for it. You know, there's guys that were awesomely productive in college that will kill the combine, and it just verifies what we know. So that's kind of important when you take these combine results and, and check and you know don't yeah you know yeah double credit that's what i call it but we're gonna start with you tyler um is there any um ex- quarterbacks you're excited to watch yeah there's a there's a couple um i see andrew has my original one so i'm gonna save that one for him but on the same lines that he's gonna go off of the player i'm most excited to watch is jordan Tayamu, the qb out of old miss he's a player that when i was watching the old miss receivers uh, I noticed he had a pretty live arm. It's a player that 
I didn't get to see down at the Senior Bowl. He was at the Shrine game, and unfortunately, I wasn't able to make that. So I'm just I'm just excited to see uh, how he compares with the rest of the group. I think he's a draftable player, but I don't know right now how he stacks with the lower tier of the quarterbacks. Definitely an athletically talented guy, too. So I estimate he will do really well at the Combine and a lot of the drills. So Jordan, how do we say his last name? Yeah. <laughs> <Tiamu. laughs> moved. I could say a Titacumbo just fine, but uh, <laughs> but with him, yeah, I think I just the production I wish could have been a little bit better, especially when you have all those weapons down in Mississippi. And last year, uh, having Jordan Wilkins and everything, I wish the production was a little bit better. Like you said, the live arm is a great way to explain him. I think he definitely has potential. He'll definitely be a late day three pick. I think someone kind of takes a flyer on, kind of like the way the Titans did with Luke Falk last year. So. But to get to my guy, Brett Ripien, quarterback out of Boise State, he his arm strength is one that I think is going to have some people oohing and on after the weekend. I really want to see his arm live. You talked about he wasn't at Senior Bowl just like Jordan wasn't. And I wish he would have been down in Mobile because I think he would really, really would have excelled down there, especially with that quarterback group. Better than um, Daniel Jones. Yeah. <laughs> so I definitely think everyone's going to be talking about Tyree Jackson, and his big arm, but I think Ripian's going to surprise a lot of people because I think he's way more accurate with his deep ball than Jackson. He gets all the hype. A guy I'm curious to see what he'll do is Drew Locke. I want to see if he's going to cement his status up in the top couple. I, I still have my doubts, but I think he's going to test better, better athletically than a lot of people will think. And I think that might help him out a little bit. Other than that, I mean, Obviously, Kyler Murray, I hope he throws, but I don't estimate I, – I don't guess that he will do anything, honestly. Well, on Rich Eisen's show the other day when Matt Miller was on, they were saying how NFL Network executives are expecting him to throw, but I don't know if that's just a ratings thing that they're trying to push or if that's something they're actually hearing. But, I mean, I'm sure more people are going to be tuned in and be more excited. I mean, that's what I want to see Saturday is Kyler Murray throw, but he probably won't throw like you said. So he hasn't had that much time to train for it. Yeah, they're thinking if Haskins throws that Murray probably will as well. So so is there anybody, Andrew, is there anybody you expect to dominate? Dwayne Haskins definitely can dominate the combine. They've been talking about it all week where interview-wise, he's going to be probably doing the best out of anybody, uh, even though he just has one year. He's – sat in that Urban Meyer system behind all those experienced quarterbacks there, especially with JT Barrett. And now he's the best pro prospect out of all of them too after just one year. Mitch Trubisky just had one year, and that was everyone's biggest question with him. And you can debate fantasy-wise his value, but quarterback-wise, he's a good quarterback. He's a winner. He's the leader. I think Haskins could be that for whatever team gets him as far as numbers go. I mean, he broke Drew Brees' Big Ten record for passing touchdowns, so he's got some sort of – quality traits there somehow but i just think off the field he's going to dominate very well and i think on the field he's just going to be good enough to where he cements himself doesn't hurt himself but definitely a top 10 pick come april well you tyler i, I swear tyler I, I i read this and i could almost just give you like the biggest man hug man i, I love it i guess andrew and i were on the same page because i was going to pick dwayne haskins but look at that <laughs> i think Jared Siddham has the potential to surprise a lot of people. I know uh, inconsistent was a good way to put his season this past year, but uh, if he can put out some throws like he did again the first game against Washington and the last game in his bowl game, I think he's going to win a lot of people back. 
Uh, when we were down in Mobile, I made the comment to Andrew and a couple others that were around us. that I didn't know if Drew Locke was holding back at all, but his arm just looked just as good, especially on that first day. So it's a guy that I think is going to come in and win back some people during the combine process. Somebody I love. I actually have him as my fourth ranked quarterback right now. And I, I just, I think he's got all the tools and just wasn't in a good system in Auburn. Yeah. So. I, I think he was definitely limited by the system and the team last year. They lost a lot of talent. Didn't have anybody like carry on to really help that team really right. had to rely on him in his passing game. I actually don't have it. I don't have a name myself that I, that will, that I'll go out of the left field. I agree with both of them that you guys said. I expect both those guys to dominate pretty well. Um, I'm not going to add anything else to that, honestly. <laughs> I don't know. There's, I'm not, I, I've said it before, I'm not the most excited about this group of quarterbacks, but I still want to kind of see what they do. Um, everybody's bring something different to the table that, you know, some teams can fall in love with. So uh, let me see here. So on that note, though, Tyler, is there anybody whose draft stock you expect to drop during the combine? Um, I don't know how he's going to be on the whiteboards, and it's hard to ever – that's hard information for us to ever get until we hear people like Matt and Connor talk about it on their show. But I am not a big fan of Ryan Finley at all. I think when he gets in line and gets put against the arms, like the players we mentioned and Tyree Jackson, everyone, the scouts are just going to look like he just going to notice how he has like no velocity on that ball. I don't think he's very athletic. So he's going to have to kill the whiteboard section in his interviews. If, I mean, if he wants to stand a chance. I kind of took the old Geller approach with this one. I took probably my favorite college quarterback last year and picked him just because seeing him down in Mobile, I realized his arm is really underwhelming, and it's Gardner Minshew. Loved him at Washington State. Loved the story at Washington State this whole year. Um, when I got to talk to him down in Mobile, he was very happy with the year and defended Mike Leach and his system. But at the end of the day, when we were down there in Mobile – it's a little bit rainy and a little bit windy for the practice that he was in, but his ball just – he was throwing some docks and getting over underthrown a little bit and just really underwhelming. So I I think he can only come out treading water after the weekend, but I, I really don't expect anything too great out of him this weekend. Right. He's one that I think the system definitely fit what he did. He was perfect for Washington State. Right. But I, I wouldn't be surprised to see him go undrafted, honestly. Like, I, I don't yeah. know. I just, I and that's not that because we were talking about Heisman talk with him, you know, week six and seven. So, I mean, Colt Brennan, look at Colt Brennan. So, I mean, right. same thing, lights it up. Great story in Hawaii, Heisman finalist. And and in, in that same kind of thread there, I, I, I think Daniel, Daniel Jones is going to kind of show some of the kinks in his armor as well this weekend. I mean, I know that he's he's had the coaching there and he's had the, you know, he's got some tools and stuff, but I think it's going to be exposed that he's just an average athlete with an average arm. And I, I don't think he's going to come out of the combine looking that well. So that's a guy who I, I'm getting more and more sour on by the day as well. So what do you guys think overall? Do you think is there, oh, is anybody else you want to talk about in this quarterback group? Or? Oh, man. I just want to say Gardner is my boy. I love him. Got the chance to talk to him, in Mobile. I hope he does well. I don't know how good of a career he's going to have, but, hey, I'm rooting for him no matter what. Uh, yeah, I'll be rooting for Gardner, too. It's just one of those things where I have to separate my fandom and everything. But I, I would love it if he makes a career out of it. So 
I mean, yeah, I'm not same thing. I, he seems like a very likable guy. He came from a, he's got a good story. He came from a smaller college to Washington State. You know, so you want to see those guys succeed. You know, it, it's a fun story, but I I don't know. I just see too many things that I don't like about him. And transition over into the running backs. Do you know when? Do you guys know when the running backs are going this weekend? Actually, Friday. Friday. Okay, so when we're down there, we should know you know quite a bit about what's going on. Yep. All right, running backs. So, Andrew, we're going to start off with you. Who are you the most excited to see in Indianapolis this weekend amongst the running backs? I'm excited to see Rodney Anderson just because we got that very, very, very tiny sample size this year with him. Um, ACL's fine from everything I've heard and read, and I don't know if he's going to run and do all the drills, but it'll just be fun to kind of see him around and see hear him talked about too just because I feel like he's one that – a lot of people at one point were talking about being the RB1 of this class, and then the ACL happens, and he just kind of gets forgotten about. But I think this week is going to really introduce him again to everybody um, in the NFL. Fantasy-wise, everyone's still been high on him because we expect him to do really well. But NFL-wise, it's nice to see where he'll be after the weekend stock-wise. Right. Tyler, what about you, man? Um, this is a name that I've heard – circulate a little bit as of recently and this is purely from a cowboy standpoint standpoint but the player i want to see is justice hill running back out of oklahoma state i know the cowboys are looking at a, a third down scat back type to compliment zeke uh, i think justice hill could fill that role pretty well if he was still there around like rounds four to five so he's a player i'll be looking at to see what his hands look like and how fast he runs yeah, he's a good. He was exciting in college, man. It's really interesting to see how his skills translate. I was, yeah, a guy that I liked quite a bit going into the season, and then he kind of felt like he got lost in the shuffle for me throughout the year as the year went yeah. on. So, this big names. One guy I'm excited to see is Miles Sanders from Penn State. You know, he had one year to start in Penn State. You know, after Saquon, and he's got a lot of the tools and a lot of the. But he, a lot of the things you look for in a success and to be a successful running back. And I'm curious to see what he does in all the drills. And one that I think he could potentially really put a stake in there and like really, you know, get his name a little more well-known and brought to the forefront. So he's a guy I'm really looking forward to watching this weekend. Tyler, you have a really interesting name on who you expect to dominate this weekend. A guy that I know almost nothing about actually. And I need to get into a little bit. Tyler, you want to lead us off with who you expect to dominate? Uh, yeah, sure. So, I mean, Dominate was a hard term to get with on this category. I don't think any player will be like what Saquon Barkley was last year. This is a relatively slow running back class from what I've seen. So I think they're all going to be grouped close together. But I think Tony Pollard, a running back slash receiver out of Memphis, has a chance to do very well in most of the drills. And that's because of his athleticism to play both running back and receiver. It, I remember when I was watching his tape going into the Senior Bowl that he was usually split out receiver. That's because they would have Daryl Henderson taking most of the uh, carries. But whenever Daryl Henderson was off, he had moved to running back. So he's a player I think that could not necessarily like dominate absolutely every category, could be, but he could be very sneaky athletic in this. Yeah, for me, and again, it's the boxing fan of me coming out, but Elijah Holyfield <laughs> – just because, I mean, we've seen that famous picture of him going around the DK Metcalf like with his arms holding the ball where it looks like he's carrying around a pee. Um, I expect him to kind of dominate the bench press, which probably means nothing for a running back, but it'll just be a fun number to see kind of come out. But I just kind of, I think he, from watching him last night, I think he can be 
smooth as a runner, but I think he kind of just gets a little bit lanky at times in the form of like, let me try to explain that better. I think he sometimes holds himself back where he just is going full force all the time that it's hard for him to come to a complete stop. I want to see if he's a little bit more finesse this weekend. And I think he can be because he did weigh in a little bit smaller than what people were expecting today. So that's somebody I think that could come out of it and be really dominant. I'm, I'm looking forward to watching Darrell Henderson. Actually. I think he's for some, you know, he's obviously not looked over anymore, but he's kind of, kind of quietly one of the top backs in the class. And I'm curious to see what he does as far as athletically, like his agility and his speed. I think he could, with a strong combine showing, could help his draft stock quite a bit. I don't know where he's being projected right now, but I would guess probably third round. And I would think that he could really help his stock this weekend. I do expect him to dominate this weekend. But after that, though, after we see who we dominate and who we want to watch, is there anybody whose draft stock will fall this weekend, you think, Tyler? Um, I have one name on there, and I don't know how much a running back can hurt their stock this week. I've heard so many differing reports on running back Travion Williams from Texas A&M that I think a lot of people might have overhyped him. I've heard some people say they wouldn't mind the Cowboys taking him at 58, which is too rich for my blood. So I think a lot of people might have super high expectations, and I think his stock would fall because of that. Right. He's one guy that I'm really high on, so I'm hoping you're wrong. But <laughs> What do you mean to shut up, Tyler? <laughs> no, it, it's fine. I, I can see where he won't be as dominant athletically. Kind of like one of the things – what I like about his game is the fact that he's he's good at a lot of things but not great at anything. Yeah, I just think people might have – overhyped what they saw on tape with about his speed. I think they're expecting him to run faster than he will. So, Right. And I, get, then, yeah, and I don't see the speed. I see the second gear, That's what, which doesn't translate to speed and drills. So, yeah. I can definitely understand that. Andrew, is there anybody that you think will follow this weekend? Kind of like how Tyler said, everyone's kind of grouped together in this running back class. I kind of – I don't see anybody really hurting themselves this weekend. Not unless somebody comes out and has Emmanuel Hall's hands attached to their wrist this weekend and just completely drops everything. But other than that, I think that everyone's going to come out about even par. Um, a couple of the big names everyone will be talking about just because you'll see what you already thought was going to happen and get cemented. But it's it's a kind of sneaky, deep running back class where there's nobody too over the top apart from Jacobs and Montgomery. And you can argue Travion Williams like we did last week at the top. But after that, you've got a pretty decent core. I mean, Matt Miller's rankings this week didn't even have Benny Snell in the top 15. So, and there's some people that love Benny Snell, have him in like the top five or 10 in the fantasy community. So it'll be interesting to see how this weekend pans out for running backs. I think they have the most headlines that could be made across the board just because of how even par everyone is. And we've spoke about it recently last, last week. We talked about it on the happy hour where – I honestly think that David Montgomery might not test well, and that will be a huge mistake if his draft stock drops because of that. Because I don't think he's going to do very well in the 40 and things like that. Oh, yeah. He's going to run bad. Yeah, but his I would think his three cone and his it should be unreal, I would imagine. Good Lord. So, yeah. should be fun to watch running backs. Is there anybody else you guys wanted to bring up before we head on to wide receivers? I'm good. Eh. All right, this is the one thing everybody wants to talk about. This is probably the probably the deepest position. 
Um, the wide receivers. Is there anybody you're really excited to watch this weekend, Andrew? I want to see Andy and Andy Isabella run the forty time. I really, really, really want to see that. So that's that's honestly all I really care to see <laughs> this weekend out of anything. The quarterbacks are going to throw, and that's going to be fun and nice. But I want to see how fast Andy Isabella, a track star, can run. See Did you see that have... picture of him shoveling snow at the stadium today? I did. I did. Wow. He's a grinder. He's one I, I reached out to try to get an interview this weekend, and I, I don't know. I couldn't find who his agent was. Like I, I suck at this stuff, guys. Like I, I talked to him at the <laughs> Senior Bowl, and it, it was probably the whole week. But he seemed very exhaustive and didn't really want to talk. So I'm sure at this point he's feeling the same way, especially with Combine Week. Right. So I didn't know what to. I I, I don't know. I mean, I I try to reach out to people, but I've heard so you got to go for Tyler. Close to Andy Isabella. Yeah, you got to go through white. Whatever. <laughs> All right, Tyler, who are you excited to watch this weekend, man? I got two. It's a pair of Georgia receivers, and that's Riley Ridley and Miko Hardman. I want to see them mainly because I have struggled to find a lot of Georgia tape and a lot of production out of the two as I hate Georgia offense. So I'm excited to see them, how they athletically test. I think they're both Miko more than Ridley, but they're both potential targets for the Cowboys. Nicole is supposed to run super fast, like potentially one of the fastest. So that'll be a fun one to watch. There was a thing going around a couple weeks ago where they were talking about teams moving him to corner. He was so fast, which I I don't want any part of that. I'd rather just see him be an offensive weapon, but I'm glad you have him listed there. Yeah, it's hard for a guy to transition at this point in a career like that and expect him to be successful. Um, Quinn Dunbar from Florida did, and I I don't understand Count on both hands how many there is, I'm sure. Yeah, it's one of those, yeah, both of those guys are really interesting, and they were been and then an offense was with a great quarterback that just didn't throw. <laughs> it was maddening, man, like to watch those guys. Big uh, so, really frustrating. Right, a guy. Let me see here. <laughs> Dip into my magical bag of tricks here. Yeah, I'm, I'm in, there's a lot of fringe guys that go down lower than the top four and five that I really want to see this weekend, like Keyshawn Johnson. I really want to watch him. And see what he does, as well as Anthony Johnson. There's a couple guys that I really like that are lower. I almost went with Anthony Johnson, but I want to right. see Isabella. <laughs> yeah, so that, those are, there's a couple guys that I that I'm really high on, particularly Keyshawn Johnson. I'm, I'm the more I watch him, the more I like him. And there's a lot I, of people get up on him now. Yeah, and in the mock drafts, I think every mock draft I've done on the Draft Network so far, I've taken Keyshawn Johnson and. Jared Stidham and like every single one of them, <laughs> like, like every team needs him. I don't know. So he's, he's a guy I'm really excited to watch and see how he does against everybody else. So, and then who do you expect to dominate this one? Andrew, is there a guy who's just going to come in and be like, damn, like I'm, dominate. I'm not going to cheat and go with the obvious answer like Tyler did. So I'm going to go with what I'm thinking is probably the second obvious answer. And that's Paris Campbell, um, my receiver out of, of Ohio state. I think he can just kind of be the Swiss Army knife for an offense, kind of like a Percy Harvin type weapon where you could throw him into return and he'll make a play there, throw him in at running back, make a play there, throw him in Wildcat. He can do a sweep. He, he can do anything, in my opinion. He's just going to make plays. And like I said, I really think the Percy Harvin aspect of his game is what I like most. Percy Harvin's probably a rich comp. That's not my official comp on him, but that's just what I think of when I first initially watched him. Tyler, what's the obvious answer here? Uh, the obvious one is like the human Hulk, and that is DK Metcalf. 
<laughs> the picture of him and and of AJ Brown, they both look absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, no one's talking about AJ Brown looking oh chiseled out of rock. He's nuts. The, no one's talking about also the one of the big combine snubs that running back out of Utah State, Darwin Thompson. He looks huge in that picture, and he's only like five eight. Yeah, DK. DK. Uh, I've heard he could potentially run in the high threes to anywhere to the low to mid fours. I don't know. That's a pretty big discrepancy, so I don't know where exactly, but apparently he's pretty fast. I'm excited if he to see runs how a high four he can three, jump. NFL Twitter, draft Twitter, hell, fantasy Twitter. I'm just going to get off Twitter for all, all day Saturday if he runs yeah. in the four threes. Yeah. I think I saw someone say, like, they expect him to run three nine, and I that blew my mind. I was like, there's no way. But if he hits four three, like you said, that's going to be insane. You can't go too fast, or else the Bengals will draft you. So <laughs> hey, that worked out good. You might get a fifth round. I would be really damn happy if they took him, but <laughs> like so, half a foot height difference between him and Ross. Uh, yeah, yeah, the hype and the, yeah. I, someone put that they they thought about muting the word Metcalf in their Twitter timeline, and I'm like, dude, I would do that, but half of my tweets would be gone. My wife saw that Matt Miller's girlfriend muted the word combine for this week and my wife did the same thing so she won't see anything i say i understand her tonight just kidding <laughs> yeah those are both of those guys i think are going to kill the combine there's not any other names that really stuck out that stuck out for me as guys that are going to kill the combine so I, I like both of those i know it's taking a cop out by going with you guys's answer but so is anybody's stock so now we're going to roll into this andrew whose stock do you think is yeah. going to fall I just saw this. How perfect <laughs> is this? Uh, I, I think a lot of people, because of the picture, are going to be coming in expecting DK to just completely dominate and look insane. But I'm not saying he's not a good receiver. He's still great as my wide receiver one. But I just think people are going to come out of it disappointed because he may not run a four three. He may not. He might run in the four fours or something insane like a four five. I don't know. Medically, he's cleared, which is great. Which is all I cared about personally. I know. The gosh darn analytics of football keep being brought up with his production. And I, oh, I just, I, Jordan McNamara, I love you, but oh boy, sometimes. <laughs> no, it's just, I think DK, a lot of people are going to expect a lot out of him. So it's kind of like that new puppy you're supposed to be getting when you come home and then it starts taking poos in the middle of the carpet. And you're like, well, I guess you're still kind of cute. So that's right. where I stand with him. Sorry. Yeah. With that picture and stuff, I think people are. Are expecting him to murder it. I don't know how he could be agile when he looks like that, but <laughs> so yeah, yeah. No, and Tom Corson, who can be happy, everyone no. did was the first person to, to bring up the David Boston comp. So, and after I've seen that, that's all I can unsee. So, Tyler, go ahead and take a poo in the middle of my carpet. Okay, oh, <laughs> Tyler, on this one, I yeah, I don't want to. Say that. <laughs> <laughs> so we kind of traded spots a little bit. The guy that I think that could hurt his stock is uh, Andy Isabel, the receiver out of UMass. And there was one drill that I had in mind when I thought that his stock could fall. And it's because I noticed in the senior bowl that Andy Isabella, and I noticed on his tape, he's a body catcher. Yeah, He's going to struggle in that gauntlet drill if he's going to try to catch with his body. He's going to have to get those hands extended. And from what I've seen, he doesn't have the biggest uh, catch radius. So if anything's going to, if any drill is going to hurt him, it's going to be that one. When he runs a 4 2 something, everyone will forget about all this drops. That's also true. 
<laughs> then the Bengals will take him at 11. Anyway. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I can understand that. I mean, yeah, he, he at times in practice and senior bowl didn't look the greatest. You know, I thought he had a good game. But, yeah, so it, and if he is truly exhausted from the process, I mean, I'm sure he's, you know, coming from the small school and, and not being in the limelight much to all of a sudden, you know, have it so bright. I can see where it could affect him as well. Another guy I think that stock could fall, and unfortunately it's the same the same way I, I looked at David Montgomery as Nikhil Harry. He I don't think he's going to test as well as we'd like, but I think most people are expecting it at this point. You know he's not as he's not as quick he's not as fast you know but he does a lot of things so if that for some reason that, that takes his draft stock down at all I mean I I don't estimate it well but it's one that I could see where people would yeah you know, I, I think he's going to be one of the more not gonna say average but you know closer to average when it comes to a lot of the things he does there so I think a lot of his hype in general is just because of the way he makes the insane catches. Right, OBJ does that, but he backs it up with great everything. Right, yeah, they, he does so much so well, but I, I can see where he may not test as well with certain things. So it'll be interesting to see. Is there any other names, the wide receivers? Any other? Is there any deep names you guys want to talk about? Like anybody that it could uh, come out of nowhere? Combine snub Penny Hart. Yeah, I, I want to see Demarcus Lodge as well, the forgotten old Miss receiver. I like right. him. I just remember watching him versus LSU and what he did with his feet to Grady Williams is still, oh, right. I would love it. Yeah, a name um, I've heard a lot of recently that's kind of getting some buzz is Anton Wesley from Texas Tech. I've heard him. The guy I haven't gotten yeah. to watch a whole lot. Yeah, I almost picked him for excited to see. I like his tape a lot. Right. I see Greg Dortch will probably do really good in the combine. I remember one with Greg Dortch, too. But, yeah. I don't know how healthy he is, but Felton Davis from Michigan State, homer pick, but he is really, really good, sneaky good. I'd yeah. be curious if he does everything in the combine. I think he would have been better off with, A, a better quarterback, and B, a better bill of health. So, Right. Yeah, I don't know. For what those. I'm not sure with his current status where he is on his health. And then another name, little, little Jordan Humphrey is another one that I hear a lot and Curious to see what he does as well this weekend. So. Mark Jarvis has him with an ungraded grade. Really? On draft. Yeah, and then I've, seen, like, oh. then I've seen some people have him in the top, like, six or seven. So, oh, yeah. yeah. I love it. You, Everyone has their opinion, and April, May 1st and beyond, we're all just going to be making fun of everybody else. So, Right. So that's, I guess that'll wrap up our wide receivers. And then we're going to go into the tight ends next. Tight ends, this is a, an app. I love the, I love this tight end group. I think there's potentially five or six that could start this year in, or start pretty quickly in the NFL and be like top 12 tight ends within the first you know, two, three years. So I, I love this tight end group. Tyler, is there anybody you're really excited to see down in Indy this weekend? Um, I see Andrew and I were on the same page yet again. Uh, my original choice was going to be Dawson Knox, but I decided to go with a guy that I saw down in the senior bowl, and I'm excited to see how he tests athletically. That's Trayvon Wesco. He is a super interesting tape study. He's a tight end that is like 270 pounds. We've seen him play at the H-back spot before too. I think he's going to be sneaky athletic. Uh, he's showed that he can run some pretty clean routes at West Virginia, so I'm excited to see how he stacks up, especially when he comes in around 270. 
He was uh, what was the guy Adam Shaheen's like about that size, right? But he's still pretty sneaky, athletic. Mm-hmm. The Bears, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's what I was trying to think. That thought last year he came came in was it last year or the year before he came into the combine, same huge guy, and just surprised everybody with his athleticism. That's a name I haven't seen any of him, and that's I'll have to dive into him. Very very good one, Tyler. Andrew, you got one? Yeah, no, my like Tyler alluded to Dawson Knox. I think he's one that. Again, everyone can talk about it except A.J. Brown on that old Miss team just because you had so many mouths to feed. Dawson Knox doesn't have a lot of that production. Not a lot of the college tight ends do unless your name's Fant, Hawkinson, and a few others depending on the program and the system. But I think Dawson Knox is very athletic. I think he's going to test very well this weekend. I think he's going to run well too. So he's one that I think coming out of the weekend, a lot of people will be talking about. I'll be honest, in my grades, I didn't give him a top 10 grade yet. But I think coming out of the combine, he'll probably test to be like a top five tight end for me personally. One one that I expect to do really well or that I'm looking forward to is Isaac Nada from Georgia. Same situation we talked about earlier. Never got a chance to really get featured much at Georgia. And just a, a freak athletically coming into college, so I expect him to do really well in the combine. I think he's one of the few that could possibly push Fant as far as athletic, like overall athletic ability for tight end. So I'm really, really looking forward to watching him and seeing what he's doing. I'm hoping we can see him Saturday when we're there. That's one of the guys I'm hoping for. So on that note, though, who do you, who do you expect to dominate? The Who's just going to go in there and just absolutely destroy the combine, Andrew? I, I think my boy TJ Hawkinson is going to come out of there and just – show what these good old nitty-gritty Iowa boys can do. I'm from Pennsylvania, so I don't know what they can do apart from what they do on the football field. But anyway. Corn. More corn. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, Hawkinson, I think, is just going to test great. I definitely think he'll be – he could be a top 10 pick. I don't think he could deserve it. But I think hype-wise, if Eric Ebron can get it, then I think Hawkinson definitely deserves it. So screw positional value. Hawkinson absolutely deserves it. I think he's going to finish as a top five player overall on my board. I absolutely love him. But, yeah, I'm on the same page. It's going to be Hawkinson and his counterpart, Noah Fant. They, I think Hawkinson is sneaky athletic. He's going to surprise a lot of people. But Fant has been what – he's going to be what everyone was expecting. He's going to dominate the vertical. He's fast. Like He's just going to w- dominate the combine all around. Right. Yeah, I almost feel like these these two guys could have their own separate combine, and then we group all the other ones in another group. Like, they're both going to grade really, really well. Um, I, I don't really have much to add to that. I mean, I'd like to see, obviously, what Herb Smith, Caden Smith, you know, Jay Sternberg, Dax Raymond. You know, there's a couple names that I want to see what they do, but I can't estimate any of them that will dominate anywhere Keenan, near. Keenan Brown from Texas State's another sleeper I'm excited to watch. Oh, yeah, right. I like him. So I don't I don't estimate anybody's gonna dominate like these two guys are though. So and both of you guys have none for draft stock falling and, and I kind of in the same boat. I don't see anybody coming in there and just throwing up a big fat goose egg and everybody's like, Oh wow, we didn't see that coming, you know. So it's like you yeah. said, it's a deep class. Everyone's very talented top to bottom. You look at anybody's top ten for tight ends and you can make an argument that there's ten starters there. It's just yeah. there's probably not gonna be ten jobs. The only right. player I almost put in there was Tommy Sweeney from Boston College, but I'm not a fan of, of his to begin with, so I don't know how much his stock could drop. Same. You can't say that too loudly, man. He's, he's 
Tommy Sweeney, he'll have the Irish mob on your happy ass. And better Shit, watch he it. might. Tommy Sweeney, baby. Yeah, Tyler's got all the Red Dead players down in Texas, so he'll be okay. <laughs> yeah, I think he's all right down there. The Cowboys take on the Irish mob, so he'll be all right. Oh, it's not the so. Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> I was going to glance over. All, we're going to just do the defensive players as a whole. Um, just, you know, sake of time and whatever, you know. Let's go over it as a whole rather than break them down one by one. So defensive players, Andrew, is there a defensive player that you're really excited to watch this weekend? Yeah, I, I really am excited to watch Devin White. I think it's mainly because the Browns re-signed Greg Robinson and just as kind of like a homer what I'm rooting for, I'd really like him to somehow fall to 17 while he should be like a top five player. I just think there's going to be a run on quarterbacks, and then I think there's going to be – Hawkinson thrown in there, which will be a crazy random pick, and Greedy Williams, and he just needs to fall to 17 to pair him with that defense, I think would be perfect. So just for my own personal game, I went kind of greedy there. Not Greedy Williams, but Devin White is teammate. Right. Tyler? Uh, yeah, I got Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. Um, he's I think he's listed at safety, but he's more of a nickel corner. Um, I haven't I seen any of his tape yet. Do what? I fully endorse this as a Florida fan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I haven't got to any of his tape yet, but I've seen him be, seen him gaining a lot of buzz in the draft community lately um, as a really top tier nickel defender. So I'm excited to see what he can put out, um, see maybe if he has a role as a box safety. Um, and then the other guy is Jelani Tavai, a linebacker out of Hawaii who has been injured for most of his past year, I believe. But I've seen Dane Brugler give him a lot of love, and I respect a lot of stuff Dane Brugler puts out. So I'm excited to see what he can uh, show at the combine. This is not like a silly. This is more of just a. I want to see Bosa play. I want to see him like healthy. You know, I think he is healthy finally, and it's kind of a cop out. I think everybody's going to want to watch Nick Bosa this weekend. He's, he's doing all the drills, so right. it's going to be fun to watch. That's exciting, you know, and watch guys like Rashawn Gary, who I'm not as high on, but I know he's an athletic freak. So it'd be kind of curious. So I'm be, he's going to be a lot of fun to watch as well. So, but then, so Andrew, on that note, who who do you think is going to dominate the combine? Who's going to like really stake their name in the, write their name in the sand is like, this is mine. I think uh, Ja'Kai Polite is going to athletically, like we just talked about, I'm a Florida fan. So again, a little bit of a homer pick here. But I think athletically, um, with his length and just his speed off the edge he's shown, he's another one of those where the production just shot up this year, kind of like a Josh Allen type. So uh, Ja'Kai Polite for me is who I'm really thinking can dominate with all the drills and how fast he'll go. And 40 time I think should be impressive as well. So I just I think he has a chance to come out of here to where he was just a name that was kind of getting brought up a little bit, but I think he'll throw his name into the hat. Not with the Nick Boses and the Allens and the Quinn Williams, but I think he could be in that tier two. Yeah, top fifteen. I think if he does really well in the combine. So, Tyler, I I love this name, man. Love his name. Uh, he got a lot of buzz going into the Senior Bowl for uh, all of his backflip videos, and he also became a dad in his time down at the Senior Bowl. That's Kalen Saunders, the defensive tackle out of Western Illinois. Obviously, with the backflips, this guy's got to have some kind of athleticism. And we we have even seen him play some reps at the edge to where he's been successful there. So I think he's going to put on a good show down there and up there in Indiana and surprise a lot of people with his athleticism. 
the a name that I, I that came under mind all of a sudden was Brian Burns from Florida State. I think he's going to test extremely well. Another guy that's same kind of sort of the same cloth as polite, as polite, just crazy fast, strong. So I think he's going to be an athletic marvel. One of those guys that's going to you know, him and Montez Sweater both I think going to test extremely well. Both of them are probably projected late first round as it is. Burns, I've heard some even go middle of middle of the first round. So both those guys, I think, are going to athletically destroy a lot of the events and be pretty impressive. So other than that, is there anybody stock you think is going to fall this weekend, Andrew? I just think Deontay Thompson, just because he's not going to be able to do all the tests that everybody else did or does, especially with the way he played in the national championship game. Uh, I mean, they're talking about him falling in the draft around two, whereas before he was the leading safety in this class all year and then right. he just has a bad game and then a bad couple of weeks and now an injury and now people are talking about him falling and the new hot name is Nasir Adderley at least for me personally who I'm pretty excited about as well but yeah no just Deontay Thompson just because he's not gonna be able to get out there and make people forget about that sour taste he left in their mouth so I don't have to keep sitting there marinating until the draft right he, he looked absolutely exposed like in the title game in particular he you know, for a deep safety, he didn't he didn't even look like a good deep safety. And that was not like you said, he was number one most of the year, and now all of a sudden it's back to Adderley and or Taylor Rapp has been kinda he was num I think one of the top two or three going into the year and kind of failed fell back a little bit throughout the year and now is coming back on as like one of the top safeties. Tyler, is there anybody else that you thought? Not in particular. Um I just think a player like if he doesn't live up to the, all the hype, especially with his lack of production on film, um, is Rashawn Gary. He's been pegged as a this great athlete, so he's got a lot of high expectations, and I'm hoping he doesn't disappoint because there isn't much on film to back him up if he falls short of everyone's expectations. Right. I've seen a lot of – not a lot, but I've seen mock drafts that have him in the top five to eight players, and that's scary for someone who doesn't have any production, you know, but he – he was put in, you know, the round peg in a square hole in Michigan. He was not used anywhere near like he should be. Um, I don't know if anybody's stock's going to fall. I think the linebackers as a whole, other than Devin White, are pretty underwhelming and not very good. Yeah, athletic. After Matt Wilson, it really falls off. Yeah, it's it's going to be rough. I, I feel a lot of them, a lot of the shortcomings and the lack of athleticism and the court, there's not a lot of good cover linebackers in this class. And I think a lot of their stock is going to, if anybody was looking for that, it's not going to be there after this weekend, I believe. So, Any other defensive guys you can think of? Don't think so. No, I think we're good. All right. So that's it, guys. Thank you very much for coming on and talking about the Combine. It was a lot of Yeah, fun. thanks, Tyler. Yeah, of course. Thank you guys for having me. Yeah, we probably won't have too many Cowboys fans on, but yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> Although it's hard not to Understandable. It's hard not to get a Cowboy fan on it. There's so many guys out there. So, Tyler, let, let everybody know once again where they can find you on Twitter and where they can find your work. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Diabetic Tyler. Yeah, that's a weird name. But, uh, yeah, so you can find me there. Um, you can find my podcast coming out soon on Apple and Spotify. Again, that is Draft Time. It's spelled like draft beer, so that's D-R-A-U-G-H-T, Draft Time. And then any work that I have right now will be posted on Blue Chip Scouting. Nice. Very awesome. We'll make sure we keep plugging for you, too. And we'll, we'll retreat every time you put an episode out and stuff, man. Looking forward to it. Andrew? Appreciate it. 
some big stuff going on. So let us know everybody know where they can find you on Twitter and what you've got going on. Yes, we will do a breakdown of this like I did on my Twitter thread. They can, or yeah, Twitter thread. Jeez. All my Devi stuff and all my fantasy stuff, you'll be able to continue to find on Dynasty Happy Hour. I'll never be able to leave Tyler as much as he pushes all of our buttons. Not really. He's actually very easy to work with. <laughs> I'll keep my fantasy stuff there. I'll be a draft analyst and draft writer for the Score Crow. You'll find all my rankings are going to be posted there. I'm finishing up running backs. My tight ends are done. I'm just waiting to put in some combine stuff and then some extra little stuff I throw in for my grades. And then I just started this week with fan sided. I'm going to be a contributor there. Really excited for that on the NFL side of things and um, working on a good piece for my first one. I'm not posting a lot like everybody else to start. I want my first piece to be a good one. And I think it's going to be an interesting read comparing two situations and how two teams have handled a completely different 20 plus years apart. Nice. Doing big stuff. Yeah. Love it. Love it, man. You can find me on Twitter at FF People's Champ. Um, my work is at Dynasty Happy Hour and Dynasty Trade Calculator. And we also have our sister, what do we call it? A sister podcast. I don't know, like maybe like a like an illegitimate cousin or something. I don't know. Our other podcasts that we do, Devi Happy Hour, where we're focusing more on each of the prospects and we'll have a combine re- recap there next week. So we got that going on and you can find this podcast on Twitter at Devi Manual and G- er, our email is Devi Owners Manual at gmail.com. I had to think about that for a second there. And we look forward to talking to you guys a lot more and watch both of us this weekend for updates from Indianapolis and talk to you guys later. The offer for autograph still stands at two deep on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, no, people are going to pay you not to sign it. Hey, that's fine. I'll get paid. Forget about the Mountain West, the Mac that can flex. Somebody's next. Ivy League fresh. Literally though. Thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of players to test. I'm serious. They will talk about the most obscure players on this planet. Potentially another planet. Like, dude's got a 4-3-40 from Mars. Like, I don't know. I, it's too much. I'm done. I'm gone this time. Like, don't bring it back in. Enjoy your podcast.